Did you know that it's possible to raise your littles to want to listen to you without the use of consequences, rewards, and bribes? Hi, I'm Kaylee Zeyer, and this is the Chaos to Connected podcast, where we discuss simple yet effective parenting strategies to manage those pesky behaviors we go to bed at night hoping will be gone tomorrow. We're going to stand up to societal norms of disconnection, shaming, and punishments so we can take a deeper look into our child's heart. It's there you'll find connection, and there where you'll find more peace, obedience, respect, and joy. So what are you waiting for? We know those behaviors aren't going to go away on their own. Let's dive in. Okay, today we are going to chat about those times when your child requests all the things before bed. But before we get into it, I want to let you know, in case you haven't seen, that I currently offer one-on-one parenting coaching sessions. So if you are feeling overwhelmed, tired of your child's behaviors, if you are tired of going to Google and typing in what to do when and finding the next strategy that seems to work at first, but in the end doesn't quite do the trick, or you are sick of needing to bribe or threaten your child, you keep you know, you're tired of keeping track of sticker charts and having to up your game each time with the prize that they earn, then this is perfect for you. It is a six-week program where we dive into five strategies that will work for any age and any behavior. You will gain confidence and empowerment on this motherhood journey, particularly with navigating behaviors, and learn how to implement these strategies for all the different scenarios you find yourself in. The behaviors, situations, and even environments may change, but not these strategies. So check out the link in the show notes if you want to learn more or get signed up and really get ahead of the things that are currently weighing you down. Okay, let's jump in. So have you ever tried to put your child to bed and they suddenly need more water and then they have to go to the bathroom again and then they need another hug? Some of these things can be really hard to say no to because you obviously don't want them to have an accident. And honestly, I just feel wrong denying my child hugs. I don't know, maybe that's just me. But you've probably tucked your child in and sat down on the couch and finally got into relaxation mode and out comes their little body in the dark shadows. You get them the next thing and you re-tuck them in and the process just keeps repeating over and over again. Well, this is because your child needs two things. One, to release feelings, and two, connection. So our bodies were designed so intricately and purposefully that when we have negative feelings or emotions, our body automatically wants to expel them. Kids are designed to signal us the moment they can't think. This signal comes out through their behavior. So when kids are requesting and trying to control the situation, it's because they have feelings just waiting there under the surface to be released. So in these situations, it doesn't matter how much reasoning or problem solving you're trying to do with your child. If a child can't take in the information, nothing else is going to go in either. So the emotional center of your child's mind needs to be calm and connected for the rest of the mind to work. So the first way that we can bring the calm in is through setting a limit, which is followed by a release of feelings, or what I like to call stay listening. So when your child comes out of their room again or is requesting something that you feel like is past what you feel like you want to do, or maybe you've already done it, it's time to set a limit. 
loving and with empathy, but still firm. So as you bring a limit, this acts as a catalyst for your child to bring to the surface and release all of the stuck, hurt feelings that they've been carrying, which is impacting their sleep. Think about if you're feeling particularly particularly stressed or you've had a fight, you're probably going over the situation, if you're like me, in your mind on repeat and you're tossing and turning. Well, this is how kids do that. They often don't have the words to communicate what they're feeling and sometimes, quite honestly, might not even know where the feelings are coming from. Have you ever been hurt and instead of communicating that hurt that maybe somebody inflicted on you or the words they've said bothered you, instead you've held onto it and then you do it again and again and again. Kids do this all day long. It could be as simple as a child took a toy from them or wrote something on their paper or looked at them funny. These little hurts compound and they may not be able to pinpoint one thing that started the feeling, but that's okay. And this could pile up over days, over weeks, months even, just depending on your child and their sensitivity level. We don't have to know the issue or what is wrong in order to help them process through it. All we have to do is listen supportively. The second thing they're needing is connection. So you can get this in two different ways. As you listen through their strong feelings that we just talked about, your acceptance goes in and the negative tension that is ruling the behavior will make its exit. This is when the healing process is happening. This healing process translates directly to connection. And as I always like to bring it back to myself when I'm thinking about kids and their behavior, I want to encourage you to think about how you feel when your spouse or someone you love doesn't try to change you or your situation or tell you all of the things you could do instead, but simply just listens to you. Following that listening session, you likely feel much closer to that person. And even though nothing was resolved, you're now better able to think clearly and probably solve the problem without even having to do anything extra or talk more about it or think more about it. And this is the same for our kids. The second way that we can provide them with connection is special time. Now, I don't know if we will get through any episodes without me mentioning it, but that's because I believe wholeheartedly in the power of it. Special time is a huge connector for you and your child. If you haven't started doing special time yet, I would love to encourage you to join my upcoming special time masterclass and accountability group, which is going to kick off on March 20th. We're going to dive into all the details about special time and the most frequently asked questions. Plus, we're going to build your own customized connection plan, and I'm going to help you do that. So this is just like we plan for the food we're going to feed our kids, actually planning when we're going to go buy the food and prepare the food. We need to plan for connection. This is a completely free group. Um, So if you want the details and want to join in, click the link in the show notes and let's do this. So special time would be something I would strongly encourage you to incorporate consistently because that's where you're going to see the amazing results. And also why I'm including an accountability group within our masterclass because consistency with special time is key. Since 
that can be a little bit more future focused, I still want to encourage you, however, that you can do a quick special time. So if bedtime is really going south, your child is asking for 1,500 things, you can either choose to continue the back and forth process for another 45 minutes, or you can simply say, let's do special time for 10 minutes. This could even be your first opportunity for special time. Just quickly explain, explain the rules. You're in charge. I have to do what you say. What do you want to do for 10 minutes? And after 10 minutes, it's time to go to bed. This is going to bring some really quick connection, allow them to think more clearly, and then move on to bedtime. This is another great option, especially if you don't feel like you have the capacity to listen. It's been a long day, you were tired, you don't think that you can handle staying calm through the process of their emotions and feelings with the crying. And so the other way that kids process through things is through laughter. So adding in this quick special time and encouraging as much laughter as, pro- as possible is a really great step in helping them to process through those hurt feelings that is keeping them from being able to settle into sleep. Because obviously we know it's not going to do either of you any good if you start the process, you get triggered, you lose your temper, and then you are just in a bigger battle. So if you don't feel like you have the capacity, start with special time and creating that connection, just knowing that at some point the feelings do have to come out. So laughter is great, but it might not be enough for them to fully process through. So if you're finding your child is demonstrating controlling type behaviors or simply is requiring this lengthy one more process at night before bed, make sure you create opportunity to release feelings and build connection. I'll talk to you next time. Real quick before you go, if you felt encouraged and inspired by listening to this show, I'd love for you to leave a rating or review over at Apple Podcasts so we can spread the word to help other mamas feel less alone and find beauty in the behaviors. You can also take a screenshot of this episode, share it over on your Instagram stories, and tag me, at Kaylee Josire, and we'll all do a little happy dance together. I love nothing more than to cheer you on along this journey. This work is so hard, but don't forget, God has not only called you to it, but he has equipped you for it. Now go get connected. I'll see you next week.